Welcome to My Comic Shop History. I am your host, Anthony Desiato. This season on My Comic Shop History, we've been exploring a number of different topics related to the world of collecting. We've talked about original art and pops and being a completist and how our fandom and our first impressions shape us as collectors. This episode, we're going to be talking about something that I am personally very curious about. We will be discussing how uh, fatherhood impacts one's collecting. So I've mentioned a number of times on the show, I'm getting married in October uh, during New York Comic Con weekend, though not at New York Comic Con, as has been asked. Uh, and I'm very excited about that. Kids are, you know, I feel like that's something that we'll be getting to <laughs> down the line a little bit. It's on the horizon, though not quite yet. So that's why I'm really curious to talk to the three gentlemen I have here today and hear from them about how fatherhood, having, having a wife and then having kids, you know, kind of inf impacted uh, <laughs> their hobby. So on that note, let me introduce my guests here. Uh, first, we have returning guest, John Eric Aguilar. John, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, and then we have two new voices, both uh, also former Alternate Realities customers. Uh, to my right, we have Mr. Joe Morsiglio. Hey, how's it going? And then across from me, we have Mr. Matt Horton. Hi. All right, so we are recording here on a Wednesday at Spider's Web. Uh, thank you, as always, to Paul for having us here. So, guys, like I said, I want to talk about fatherhood. This is our Big Dads episode. I, I titled it Three Comic Book Men and a Baby. <laughs> uh, but you all have uh, young children. So I guess maybe to kick us off, if you don't mind going around and just uh, telling the audience, you know, how many kids you have, what are their names, how old are they, and then we'll kind of get into it from there. So maybe, John Eric, you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, I have two children. Uh, Aaron, he's four and a half, and Elijah, Eli, we call him, uh, is uh, 17 months. Awesome. Matt? Uh, I have two kids. Uh, Aiden is uh, about three and a half, and uh, Penny, uh, our little one, is seven months old. Uh, I just have one son, uh, Connor. He's only nine months old so far. <laughs> well, first and foremost, congratulations to all of you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'm friends with all of you You know, on Facebook. I see the stuff that you post. So I've seen that you guys have managed to continue your hobbies. So that's very encouraging. Yes. Uh, I think some, I mean, again, f like I said, for me, you know, you guys are ahead of where I am. So I'm looking ahead a little bit and, uh, you know, not that it's a concern, but I want to hear from you guys about how you've been able to, uh, to balance everything. So I suppose my first question is before we get to how having a family shifted things, can you tell me a little bit about what sort of collectors you were beforehand? I collect a lot of different things. Um, but my, my comic book collection is the largest uh, right now uh, for the things I do get. Uh, I have about 56 short boxes, which is about three large bookcase things full completely, which is taking up a large chunk of our, my kid's room. So that that's something I'm sure will come up later. Um, I also used to collect figures. So I have a bunch that are open because I used to try and display them. but. I don't have enough space to display everything, so a lot of it is in boxes. I still have figures that are in boxes and stuff that I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll sell, and they're just sitting there. So I've got like a closet full of that stuff too. Um, so those are the main two things, but it takes up a lot of room. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's something that's come up time and again during the course of these episodes, that most of us are limited in some way, shape, or form by budget and or space. Yeah. And I, I think we would all agree, you know, with unlimited funds and unlimited space, I mean, you know, sky's the limit. You could get anything. And certainly having a family is, you know, <laughs> one really quick way to, you know, force you to, you know, really prioritize and, and focus. Um, but so, Matt and Joe, what are, uh, you know, how, what are you guys like as collectors? Um, I don't have a crazy large collection. I have 15 long boxes. Uh, I've been collecting since... I would say the early 90s. Uh, I really started seriously collecting a Death of Superman, mm -hmm. and then I fell out of, of reading all comics sometime in the mid-90s around Onslaught when that happened. <laughs> I stopped reading until about the, the late 90s, and then since then I've been seriously, seriously reading. But I'm a weird collector. I don't collect for um, complete runs. Think of it like I collect for like the best hits of what, is happening in the comic and then I junk everything else mm. so I uh, for example like uh, the only real comics I have complete runs on is I have a complete run on Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate X-Men Ultimate Spider-Man in particular is spectacular but I uh, a lot of the other stuff like right now with Marvel it's like it's like I uh, 
I maybe have like six issues like here and there. I'll drop. I'll come back. The storyline is meaningless to me. It's mostly how good the writing is. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, it's like, how could somebody pull a comic out of one of my bends and be like, oh, this is good. You're pretty much not going to pull a comic that's crap out of one of my uh, 15, uh, 15 or so pens. But it doesn't take up much room. I have a, I have a custom-made uh, comic book shelf that you slide them into. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. That one of my friends built, uh, which is nice. Um, and beyond that, uh, like I said, if, I'm, if I junk something, it ends up in my classroom in a huge... Um, I have a huge bin where like kids could just take the comics and read them or like chop them up as collage material or use them as source material or something like that. So uh, most of my stuff ends up in my classroom if I'm not reading it or in my kids like uh, reading shelf if it's appropriate. Right. I'm not going to give them like walking dead or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You are a high school art and film teacher. Yes. For at Iona prep where, yes. where I yep. went. You went there as well, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, but at different times. I don't. Yes. I don't know that we overlapped. No, I think Maybe we a little might, bit. When did you graduate? Mm, Two thousand five. No, there was an overlap. No, no. I graduated in 01. Oh, Okay. Yeah, but no. Yeah. Very cool. Our teacher. And what about you, sir, Joe? I don't know if uh, if collect is appropriate. More of hoarding. I've got a closet of comics at my mother's apartment. Um, toys in my attic just the whole attic it's ridiculous um boxes of statues and uh and i used to work at, uh, at archie comics um and we would get like comp comp copies mm. um so i have boxes of those just in a room it's a lot <laughs> just a lot of a lot of junk yeah well at uh, least you have a place though to store them Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for now, because that's now. something that I ran yeah. into. Uh, so I lived in my childhood home until just a couple of years ago. So, and I was an only child. I am an only child. So it's like you know, I, not that it was unlimited space, but there was a lot of space. That was never really a concern. Like, oh, if I get too many statues, I'm not going to be able to put the boxes anywhere. It's like mm -hmm. there were enough closets. There was the garage. Like there were enough places to put the stuff. And then I moved to my own place. And there, you know, I like I pared down my stuff a little bit, but there was still enough room. And now Steph and I are living together in a one-bedroom apartment. And it's like, now it's like a concern. And I, I've talked about these pops every episode, mm. it feels like. <laughs> oh, but, God. you know, but that's one thing. Like, we've both been collecting that. And now it's at the point where, like, I, it really is a thought when, when we're deciding whether to start a new series of, of them or whatever. It's like, well, where are we going to put the figures themselves and the boxes? So, you know, this, this space is a, is a true a true concern, one that I am now familiar with. Yeah, I laughed in the episode where you guys were talking about that, and you mentioned about, like, oh, we take them out of the boxes and we save the boxes, this and that. And I was like, I just laughed. I was like, huh, just wait till the kids come. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to be saving those boxes for too much longer. Because <laughs> you're like, where are you going to put all of that stuff? Because those boxes are a decent size, and even if you stack them or whatever, I was just like, yeah, once there's a little one running around... <laughs> You, you, you play like floor is lava. <laughs> Nothing could go below like a certain height. Yeah, pretty much. Completely agree. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> anticipating that. Although in that episode, Chris Wilcock he he described how he does it, where he actually flattens the boxes. Yeah, you'd have to. And takes the plastic inserts out and he stacks them. I think if we did that, we'd we'd be okay. <laughs> but I, we're running out of wall space. I mean, we have them on floating shelves on the wall, but it's like we can only put up so many more. Mm -hmm. I, I think you'll at the end of the day you'll end up with a closet full of boxes and plastic <laughs> just stacked on top of <laughs> <Yeah>. each other. <laughs> yeah. But sorry, so that I think that gives us you know a, a good sense of, of you know what you guys are like as collectors. So you know when well I guess before we get to the kids, because uh, I'm always curious about this. I mean, one of the many reasons why I'm, I'm marrying Steph is that she you know is on board with this stuff, and it's not just that she humors me or she you know quote unquote allows it. I mean, mm -hmm. she has a genuine interest in a lot of this stuff as well, which is great. I I don't think it would work for me. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it were otherwise. Um, so I'm curious, you know, before we even get to the kids aspect, I mean, your wives, how do they, <laughs> Joe's already laughing. I mean, how do they view all of this stuff? Uh, my wife knew what she was getting into the, the minute she said I do. <laughs> We've been together since uh, high school. So she kind of, she saw my room, you know, in high school and was like, oh, there's a lot of action figures on your computer desk. I'm like, yeah. She's like, play with them? I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> no, they just kind of sit there and collect dust. She's like, oh, okay. So she knew what she was getting into. She knew what she was getting into. Yeah, she, she, she saw the, the, uh, the boxes of the long boxes of comics under the desk, um, when she tried to push the chair, 
under the desk. They get out of the way, and she's like, it's not going. Look underneath. Oh, a lot of comic boxes down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you read them all? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know from working at Alternate Realities, I mean, you would spend a lot of time at the store, and she oh, would yeah. hang out there as yeah. well. So I, it seemed yeah, like she was she, into she's, it. She's like, uh, yeah, she, she's, she's like me, um, kind of, you know, nerdy in our own way and really into what we're into. Um, I mean, she's a huge Disney freak. So, you know, back then it was any, any birthday or anniversary was like, Oh, there's a little Donald Duck statue. Oh, okay. Here you go. You know? Um, and like me, I, I'm a huge green arrow fan. I was with the hat. Um, but I also like, I like archery a lot. So, uh, Hawkeye and, you know, um, green arrow and even like uh, quantum and Woody, like stuff like that. Um, I would collect random things here and there. So it's like, oh, you'd go to the Disney store and they had a uh, Hawkeye's bow. I'm like, she's like, oh, you're getting that. I'm like, yeah, yeah damn right I'm getting it. What are you going to do with it? It's going to sit in this box until I have a place to put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the eternal answer. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you do archery? I don't know if that's even the correct the correct terminology. I would assume, yeah. Yeah, I have um, my, uh, my, one of my friends, uh, we do uh, we go to a gun show in, uh, in PA and it's funny because you see all the uh, the flag waving gator guns and you know I need a new gun this week and it's like hey, you don't really need all that but I, I I liked I liked archery and I liked shooting bows and uh, I finally found an actual green bow so I was like oh fuck I'm getting this <laughs> oh, nice. so bought that took it home and um, set up a target in my garage and just pulled the cars out and just shoot in the garage but uh, that's that's definitely one thing that's changed since you have a kid. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> no arrows flying around. You can't just just willy nilly fire arrows when you got a little kid, little kid running around. That's <laughs> awesome. We got a Groupon once for for archery lessons, and then we didn't go, and it expired. But you should have done it. That's, it's something it's awesome. I would like to do, especially once we were started watching Arrow <laughs> when yeah. it was better, and it was uh, <laughs> very exciting. We thought we would do it, and then we didn't. But but that's cool. It's it's fun. It's 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 one of those things you can pick up and do it for a little bit, and then stop. And then if you want to get back into it, just go back and be like, oh, you know, because it's all muscle memory. So once you've gotten the, the draw weight of the bow and the aiming, it's 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 like riding a bike, except with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> what about the rest of the women folk at the table here? Um, my <laughs> wife also knew what she was getting into. Uh, she's, I lived at my at my childhood home when we first started going out, and she saw my room, just toys and comics all over the place. Well, now it, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's funny because both of you guys are like, yeah, they knew what they were getting into. Like they came over and they saw it. Did they not know ahead of time? Like, did oh, you did talk you, about it? Oh yeah, they oh, knew. Okay. Uh, we were, I was a collector, and yeah, I was into comics. And although I guess there's a big difference between like, oh, I collect comics. It's like okay, and then you see it. <laughs> there's yeah, a big difference. That's, that's exactly it. You see it like all over. I had a small room, and it was just like, jam packed full of stuff. But once we got married and you know, we moved in together, um, I she was cool with letting me display stuff. You know, we have some floating shelves, and like I had stuff all over the place, <laughs> and she was totally cool with it. You know, so that that was awesome. I was definitely blessed <laughs> with that um she she's all she was awesome with that um and f so once we had kids it was more like she wasn't the one that was like you got to put this away it was more like i gotta move this stuff you know <laughs> so I, she didn't even pressure me in that aspect it was just kind of like you know if i don't want the kid touching it i can't have it below a certain <laughs> level so i gotta start moving some stuff <laughs> well the kids t i want to get to that but uh on that earlier note yeah i, I ran into something similar where over the past couple of years, when I moved to my place first, uh, I did start to, to kind of get rid of some of my things just because I didn't want them anymore. And I knew I would be moving again at some point, and I had just moved them. And I was like, I don't want to do this again. And there were things that I knew I wasn't going to reread or statues that I didn't want to look at anymore or whatever the case was. And so I got rid of a lot, and, and I posted a lot of it on Facebook, seeing if people wanted it and whatnot. And, you know, there were a lot of people, especially from our alternate realities community, and they were like, oh, Steph's making you get rid of your stuff. And it's like... it. It drove me nuts <laughs> because it's like, no, like that's not that's not the situation. That's not a situation that would work for me or anything like that. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm glad that you know when when you did make that decision, it was yours. Yes, as well. So what about you, Matt? I uh, I also dating my wife since uh, high school. Actually, be together 14 years next to next week, which is crazy. Um, I was supposed to be set up with my wife for my junior prom. And I refused to go with her. And it was two years later. We were I was out drinking uh, in Schultz Field in Crestwood. And my wife happened to be there. 
and we hit it off and I was like oh I was supposed to be set up with you two years ago and it's never happened and my friends were like oh she's really into geeky guys and yada yada and then it come it, it came uh, came out that her brother uh, was John Moran who was an old school uh, alternate reality uh, uh, person and uh, so she kind of knew John's more of a collector like you that, yeah. like he's like a hoarder collector so <laughs> his collection is much 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 larger than mine so she she very much knew uh, everything with that but uh, similarly, I was a video game collector mm. going into um, going into being with my wife, and I completely dropped that. I sold off everything, mm. like like hardcore, like uh, consoles, games, yada yada. I sold off everything because it was either comics or video games, and video games started going the way of digital. So I was like, I was like, eh, it makes less sense keeping my video game collection. And their its video game collection was easier to sell off, so mm-hmm. I, oh, I sold off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sold off the video game stuff and kept the kept the comic book stuff. So uh, that did take a take a little bit of a hit, but yeah, no. Now, when you say it was one or the other, was it space, money, space? space yeah. Oh, yeah, no, totally space. Yeah. So th- I guess that brings us then to our you know the big question of the day is how you know how having kids affected you as collectors, either in terms of being more budget conscious or giving up a man cave or space in a man cave or even maybe the biggest factor of all time yeah because uh, that's maybe what i think about the most when i think about you know having having a family someday it's like it's hard enough as it is just with working and podcasting and whatnot to you know to stay current with comics and tv shows and whatnot and so i imagine <laughs> you know having young children you have so little free time how do you guys make it work um, it's it, it can be tough, especially if you're into a lot of things. Like I said, some things get sacrificed. Like I haven't really played a video game like on my own in well, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times this entire year that I've actually got to play. And I used to play all the time because um, I, I still like reading comics. I still like um, I watch wrestling, and that takes up a lot of time too. <laughs> if you if you follow everything, um, so it's pre- and the thing is, you know, some things I don't want to introduce him to yet. You know, he's still young. You know, some things might not be appropriate. So it's like. I do a lot of my stuff once season asleep once the two kids are asleep so that's even more limited time because then it's like all right I've got to like eight to midnight or whatever you know, to figure out what I'm gonna do that's then, not a bad chunk though well yeah kind yes and no because that's also time you know, spending time with the wife oh yeah uh, that's right the wife I yeah, forgot. exactly can't forget about that <laughs> you know and just other chores and other stuff you couldn't get done when the kids were awake right. so the, the time really diminishes so you kind of have to pick and choose whatever you can kind of squeeze in and you start making priorities and that that helps you with paring down stuff it's just like am i really going to do this like for the longest time i debated um going digital with my comics uh because a with space and budget concerns and just everything when we bought our apartment uh we bought it with a second bedroom which is like all right you know for expansion you know obviously it makes sense and i just shoved all my stuff in there <laughs> at first i was like here's my you know, my three cases of comics and more toys and this and that but then once we had aaron it was just like gotta figure out what i'm gonna do with this and it's still there to this day but you know it's more neatly organized that so it can't pull anything down or whatever but it was just like what am i gonna do with this and then you know also just to read books i think someone in one of your earlier podcasts this season was mentioning how much of a hassle it is to like go p- pull out a single issue of, you know go in there grab a box and pull out a single issue of your book to read you know especially if i'm going into the kid's bedroom right i'm gonna be pulling that out to bring into the living room to a heavy box and you know bring it back and sort through daddy, stuff daddy what are you doing <laughs> daddy it, needs to read now <laughs> exactly so it's just like oh i don't think uh, I, so that helped me go digital um I fought it for the longest time. I liked having it in my hand, but then I was like, I just bought like the biggest iPad I could find that will make the transition easier. You know, I, I don't want to go off on, on too much of a tangent, but I'm the host, so I can. So, <laughs> <laughs> but with the digital comics, you know, that's something that I've, I haven't, not haven't really done. I really haven't done at all, mm-hmm. but it's something that I think about. And I've mentioned on the show before that I've been getting back into monthly comics with the rebirth books and, it's it's been a mixed experiment so far like i've enjoyed being in that weekly routine again of coming to the comic shop on a wednesday and getting my stack of books like Mm -hmm. i like that and it's fun the books themselves you know some i'm enjoying more than others but i read them so quickly (laughs) and a lot of these again not to put them down but it's like they were fun to read once but i don't really see myself you know matt you were talking before about like the greatest hits a lot of these things that i'm reading i don't really 
I don't foresee that I'll consider them greatest hits that I would want to always have in my collection. So it's like now I have my stack that's piling up, you know, since Rebirth yep. started. And I, I don't know, I feel like I'll end up just giving them away at, at a certain point. But, you know, maybe it would make sense to, to go digital. I mean, if DC had, because again, I'm not so familiar with it. Maybe you guys could, could tell me. But it seems like if you want to read a DC, com- like a new DC comic digitally, you're paying the same, same price. The same price. Yeah. yeah that's that, that puts me off a bit. I think if they were any cheaper like by any amount it'd mm. be a lot more attractive and i might consider doing that uh, yeah it's tough because uh, i know in marvel they uh, all their books that you buy that have a digital code so you can re- read it physically or do it uh, digitally so what i did is i subscribed the, by print that's right yeah um we talked about that when you were on the last time yeah i subscribed in print because it's like 44 percent off and then you could chuck the actual issue and you just paid two dollars for your digital comic as opposed to the the four dollars that they're charging uh through comicsology or whatever Whatever, directly through Marvel or whatever. Uh, unfortunately, doesn't I don't think DC does that yet. Um, yeah, DC. Yeah. yeah, I know DC, and that's primarily what I read. Yeah, so and they don't tough. have a, an unlimited app either. They need to get on that because <laughs> that would basically change. Like for Marvel, I'm like a year behind on Marvel. I haven't even read Secret Wars yet, <laughs> but I'll get to it. It's there. I have it available, and I will definitely get to it. Um, but. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, the price wise. It, I couldn't imagine just paying four bucks just for a digital, not having anything physical from it. Two two things. First, I, John Eric, I just noticed your shirt that oh. says <laughs> "I am your father" in the Star Wars print, which is perfect and highly appropriate for today's recording. But then, uh, when you were mentioning about how Marvel has the the digital code, you know, included with the print copy, Matt was shaking his head. Just what was? Uh, I was shaking my head because I find it ridiculous. I find because I find it ridiculous. It's like why not just buy the print copy because it comes with a free version of the digital copy. It just, it still completely agree with you. It just, it should be like thirty percent cover price to pay for the digital. I agree. Version. Um, and like I said, from my kid's standpoint, I would love it if I could like, if I could like just have like a whole library set up for my kid on his iPad as it stands currently. When my kid's finally interested. I shouldn't say, let me back up. When he's finally able to read the comics and not destroy them, yeah. <laughs> um, there's so much effort that has to go into getting the box down. Mm-hmm. It weighs like 90 pounds. You have to go through. And by the way, I'm really OCD. I have Excel spreadsheets. So you can, <laughs> oh, you I can, do too. You can pinpoint exactly where in a long box an arc is by artist. Mm-hmm. I have to do that because so much of my artwork and my lesson plans are based on comic book. So I have to, if I have to pull like a random arc by an artist from like seven years ago, I have to know exactly where it is. So like all that stuff, it's it's just <laughs> it's so much work. Whereas like the digital version, you could just be like, oh, search and mm-hmm. I'm reading it this way. Like yeah. So I've considered you know paring down my collection. Um, I think mine is similar to yours, where I started collecting in the early, I started collecting when I was ten years old. So most of my stuff yeah, is from like ninety to now, which basically means it's worth nothing. Yeah. You know, with a few a few <laughs> random exceptions, like the first yeah. appearance of Deadpool kind of stuff like that. But other than that, you know, it's not really worth anything. So I've considered selling it, but I'm like, I'm not going to get anything for it. I spent so much money on this collection, and it's like I would love to get you know. I don't want to say I would love to get rid of it because I, you know, I have an emotional attachment to, you know, because my dad bought me most of my comic books. Yeah, he passed away a few years ago. Um, so when I, for like five, a good five-year chunk, we bonded over collecting comics. He grew up with them and... Um, he uh, would tell me stories like, "Oh, I had Amazing Spider-Man number one and X-Men number one, and my 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 grandmother, you know, she made me sell it, yeah, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that." So when I when he found out I was when he saw I was into comics, he's like, "All right," so he would buy me like twenty thirty dollars worth of comics like every week. We'd go to the store, and so that's why I have such a massive collection. So part of me doesn't really want to get rid of it, but now that I have my own kids. It's just like now with digital, it's like I could share this with my kids in another way rather than taking up so much space in their bedrooms. So. I've considered getting rid of it. Like my comic collection, um, it's it's just little bits of this here, you know, uh, random Fantastic Four issues, mm-hmm. random this. The only thing I have uh, a consistent run is Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Like that's really the only book that I was like, I have to get every issue, <laughs> and I have um, pretty much every issue. Uh, <laughs> and the like being short of funds and stuff is the only thing. And the 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 cost prohibitiveness of old old vintage yeah. golden age silver age comics is, is like that's the only reason why I haven't gone into like the more fun and all those ones. Oh, they'll stick with the with what I have for now. 
I mean, that actually recalls one of the earlier episodes this season called Complete Run, where mm-hmm. we talked about being a completist. And, you know, one of the guests in that episode, he does the same thing with Green Lantern. So oh. when you're cultivating a run like that, mm-hmm. is it tough? I mean, I'm, I assume the answer is yes to this, but maybe not. I mean, I assume there are points during that run where maybe you're not enjoying the book as much, but you still feel like you need to get it? Or have you have I'll, you consistently enjoyed it? I'll be honest with you. I have, like, probably read a third of it. That's, oh, okay. that's the other thing. Oh. Um, I, I was re- I read it more because I don't. The collector in me doesn't want to open the damn book. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> you know, so it's just like ah, I have to have this book. It's in pretty good shape. I think it'll stay that way. You know, board and bag it, put it in a box. Don't even look at it. It's funny because more uh, I'm rewatching uh, Justice League Unlimited with my son right now, mm. and there's so much Green Arrow in that, yeah. and he's treated so well in it. And my son only really grew up with. Uh, for the past couple of years, it's only really been Marvel stuff because mainly because there's not many DC movies, um, and it's funny to him. He's always asking me like, "Why?" He's like Hawkeye. My son just thinks Green Arrow is Hawkeye, and it's just very goofy to me that you like, like <laughs> it's just very goofy to me that my son knows who like Rocket Raccoon is really well. But if you <laughs> asked him who like Aquaman was, he'd be like, "I don't know who the hell it is." <laughs> like, I have no concept who Aquaman is. It's very weird That's when funny. you think of it that way. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, my, 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 when uh, when my son gets a little older, my plan is to show him the uh, old Super Friends cartoons because like that's stuff that I kind of grew up on. The Justice, um, the uh, Batman animated series is is really uh, still like appropriate, if especially if they're like over three. I would say it's definitely worth it. Really? Because it's like it's not it's not terribly it's tame by today's standards. Okay, yeah. There's not true. they don't yeah. show blood. Yeah. It's like there's no cursing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's good and evil. It's not really like but yeah, no, um the biggest gateway show is um a superhero squad on Netflix. My oh, son actually yeah. didn't care for that. Oh really? I know. I was just like, Oh man <laughs> But I started like the Lego him on stuff. That, I started him on that at a two. He mm-hmm. was he was uh that's why he loved Doctor Doom, because Doom was <laughs> the bad guy in it. He liked Doom and Thanos and that's it, so funny. it introduced him to so many weird characters and now currently he loves um he loves Avengers Assemble, which is horrible I cartoon. Can't, I can't watch it. It's horrible <laughs> it's cartoon. So bad. Um, it's really bad, but he loves it. I'm not going to knock it. He gets. He gets. He, they introduced Kamala Khan last week, oh, which is great. Cool. So he, uh, I was like, oh, this is great. He's got like this is a good character, and they introduced her and humans and everything, and he's getting into that. It's cool. That's no. I mean, I want to return to that the question of how having kids affected your collecting. But you know, you've you've all kind of hit on something that I wanted to get to. So I think we we should get to it now. You know, this idea of introducing your children to this world because i mean like john eric you said you know you had your dad was kind of you know uh, guiding you through initially and i don't know what you know your experiences were like uh, joe and matt but for me you know i didn't have anybody who you know was a collector or knew this world i mean my parents bought me those initial comics and my dad read me those like the death of superman you know we sat there (laughs) and he read it to me uh but beyond that i mean you know this just wasn't something that they were familiar with and you know, and I didn't really have friends growing up who were into this either. So it was so much of it was just figuring it out on my own. I, in advance of this, I was thinking about the um, the Superman titles during the '90s. This was the Triangle era, where you know you had four monthly Superman books. Yep. Uh, so each one came out once a month. So there was a different one each week. So essentially, it was a weekly Superman adventure. So each title had its own numbering, but then there were also these triangle numbers on the cover, <laughs> giving you the reading order, you know, for for that year's worth of Superman books. And I rem- like I specifically remember like we were trying to my parents and I were trying to figure out like what this numbering system was. <laughs> and and again, so I just think it's interesting now as collectors ourselves, like having this opportunity to introduce somebody to this world but in a more controlled way like mm-hmm. there's a progression so i'm just curious what the i mean obviously it started already for you know for some of you but what you know what is the the plan cartoons and stuff or the books or the toys yeah. that's like when they're younger i think the way in and then eventually yeah, you'd be surprised how many um how many like uh, like stupid kid toys you can get like marvel variants on oh yeah like stereotypical kid toys so like there's ways to do it um and or even like say you're really into like you're really into superman do like a superman theme for the nursery we did a captain mm-hmm. america theme our, oh, cool. our nursery has uh captain america scotty young prince uh, fr- uh framed around our mm-hmm. nursery that's how we got into it we have a captain america shield on the wall there's like captain america bed sheets and yada yada uh but there's lots of ways to toys and then like the mm-hmm. that stuff yeah yeah i have a star wars abc book that <laughs> <laughs> there's a marvel one too there's, yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for for 
for us, it's going to end up being the characters and, and the toys, you know. Um, right now, he's huge into Disney stuff, so he's all about, like, Mickey Mouse and... You know, just uh, that's how we put him to sleep is just show him Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And yep. he's just, he'll sit there and, like, oh. and you know, he's not really getting like the lessons or whatever they're trying to teach you, but he, he sees the yep. bright, colorful characters. Oh, wait till they get to the point where they start answering questions that they're, that you don't think that'll ever happen. <laughs> and then, it, and then it ha one day they wake up and when Mickey was like, what is this? They'll start answering the uh -huh. TV like it's a sentient person. And you're just like, <laughs> you're like freaked. <laughs> it's yeah. very funny, but it does, it's awesome. It does happen. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. I can't, I, I personally can't wait for that. It's going to be great. Yeah. God, you just get to the point where you're like, I just want to converse with you, and then when you get to that point, you're just like, I want you older, so you're not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never get to that happy place. <laughs> a, a really quick tangent. Before I was having kids, my coworker said to me, my coworker came up to me and was like, and I didn't understand how he said this. He was like, uh, imagine everything you love in life, and then imagine overnight never being able to do any of that ever again. <laughs> and he was like, that's having kids. And I was like, ha ha ha! And then over time, you start to you start to be like, yeah, that's true. That's completely true. You're constantly buying free time with your sleep. Yeah, that that's it's part like is sleep true. is currency hmm. for like when you can do your own stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you want to watch a Netflix show? Oh, get the kids to sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's why me and my wife get our kids to bed early. It was like they're, they're, they need to be asleep by eight o'clock. Ben Benadryl, so. Benadryl your kids. <laughs> my, slip, my pediatrician slip, says that all the time. Slip like, Benadryl <laughs> into their drinks. <laughs> yeah. He jokes like that with us all the time. It's just like we're not gonna go that far, but we are gonna get them to bed early. And, but yeah, it's true. Like I'll find myself like last night I went to bed at like one thirty in the morning because I was busy, you know, like reading and going through shows and stuff and it's just like I'm gonna pay for this in the morning and my wife she woke up kind of like just like why are you still awake and I'm like because it's the only time <laughs> I get to like watch this because you don't really want to watch it either so I, I really have to find it the time on my on myself you know I was feeling optimistic about this whole prospect <laughs> until this until this piece <laughs> of the conversation <laughs> But you could still, like, you know, uh, we don't want to make anything sound negative. You could still enjoy everything. You know, I still get to read my books. I still got to watch my shows. You know, it's just, it's just about, like, in terms of time management. And, like you said, you will sacrifice some sleep, you know, mm -hmm. for one reason or the other, whether a crying baby or, yeah. you know. This, uh, this is going to sound a little yeah. bit TMI, but my best advice to you is make sure your kid's breastfed because... <laughs> That means that when they have you have to get up in the middle of the night, you don't have to make the bottle Hell and yeah. you can sleep. Yep. I'm being completely serious. <laughs> I might have I'm to cut this out. I'm being completely serious. Look, and cut it out. Don't let her hear this. Like you you want, like, <laughs> like I know what you're doing. I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> Get up and make that bottle. It's literally, because if you don't do breastfeeding, what are you going to do? Then you're like, you're going to heat up a bottle, make it. It's like 15 minutes, kid's crying. No, yep. forget that. Forget no. that. Kid just sees your wife. Go at it. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, hon, I'd love to, but I am quite ill-prepared for this. I can't. I can't. It's true. Uh, it's it's very true. It is true, but it's so messed up. I'm going to get in so much trouble. No, he's going to cut it, the whole thing. I don't know. That's some good material right there. <laughs> See, I'm torn because the future father in me versus the, the current podcast host. And I'm like, I don't know. Cause that's, <laughs> I, I think I think a lot of it, too, is gonna, it, it comes down to the type of relationship you have also. Because mm -hmm. um, yep. if you guys are if you're supportive of each other before you get into that situation um, and, and your understanding of what each person is like and does, then once you add a kid into it, it's it's just an extra person there to get to know and to get to know you. Mm -hmm. um, That's like very I, sweet, Joe. <laughs> like, like I, like I, like I play hockey now, so it, it's something I've always wanted to do in high school. You know, um, I grew up in a single parent household, and my mother worked all the time, so she was like, we "Really can't afford hockey because it's super expensive." You mm -hmm. know, um, plus if you know, in high school you get hit in the face, dentist bills. Um, fortunately now I'm in a men's league, so we don't really have hit, you, you know, you hit, guess what? You're suspended now and you have to pay a fine to the league, which is kind of ridiculous because you're already paying <laughs> to be in there. But you know, it, it, it puts that thing there. Um, but like, I, I still get a chance to go and she's like, Oh, Joe's got hockey. So, you know, I have to, I, I have, you know, I have Connor tonight or whatever. And like, she's a nurse. So she works nights sometimes and like, I'll have him all night and, like today, after I leave here, I'll be meeting her at the hospital, picking him up, and just keeping him busy till <laughs> till ten thirty, and 
put him down and watch Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> no, that is very encouraging. Uh, you know, one thing that came to mind, John, Erica, you're talking about how, well, and really this whole conversation about, you know, how time is so much more limited. Do you find that it's in a certain way, maybe freeing is not the right word, but but helpful because you know one thing that's come up a lot in a lot of these discussions about collecting is you know we collect things that we might not be enjoying anymore but we're in the habit of it or whatever but it's if this forces you to kind of let some of those things fall away and you really just spend your time on the things that you're enjoying so much that you make the time for it is the completest in you thankful for it it was hard because it's 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 super hard yeah because i'm definitely i had i definitely had a completest mentality for many years um but it definitely does help with that you know now i just get what i want like with the collecting of the action figures it used to be like i'm gonna get the whole set of this you know because that's the team they have to be together and it's just (laughs) like now i'm looking at it it's like i've got no room so if i really want this i really need to want it and i might only want the one or two figures from that set i'm not gonna go nuts and get the entire avengers um just get the character I really want, the one that looks really cool. So that definitely helps with that because you, you think automatically in your brain. It's just like, all right, is there space for it? You know, do, do I want Aaron or Elijah touching this at some point or whatever? So it's just like, you gotta, all these factors just run through your head real quickly. And, it's, and sometimes it's just like, yeah, 10 years ago I might have bought this right now. No. <laughs> do I really need Krypton gloves, Batman? <laughs> yeah, right. Really? It's just the same figure with green gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, going back to that idea of introducing, you know, your kids to this world, because I, I expect that I will do the same. Like, I will chart out some sort of progression and, <laughs> and get them into this. Yes, you but will. But part of me, it's a small part, and it's not a part that will win, but part of me is like, they should just discover it on their own, like the way I did, and they'll gravitate towards whatever you know stands out to them, as opposed to me saying, like, this is the path that you should follow. Is there any, have you guys thought, you know, has that been a thought at all? I, I worry a lot that like, I worry a lot that there'll be a backlash eventually, but, um, I run into enough kids in my job, uh, where I run into kids all the time where they're like, oh, my actually, I've even run into kids that were kids of like, of alternate reality people. And they were like, oh, my dad read comics a lot and they're not, happens all the time. They're not active readers, but they're super interested in like uh the atmosphere of it and like mm-hmm. specifically the movie i mean everybody what right like every it's yeah. hard like in order to say like you're not into the comics you'd have to be like oh i'm not into seeing all these blockbuster movies that are out. it's just yeah. weird we live in if this was the 90s this would be a different question or but like today there's so much mainstream yeah. like stuff with it it's it's hard to, to to differentiate between like you know but yeah no it, you know it's unavoidable yeah, I, I think I think kids in general are going to gravitate to stuff that they like anyway, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna see you enjoying something. I'm like, oh, that, let me go check that out. Let me see what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kid's gonna go to whatever they want anyway. Whether yeah. it, you can just you put it out there exactly. and let them kind of discover it. Like true. I, like I know you love Superman. Yes. You know, there deep down inside there is something, some part of Superman that you're like, oh, I wish that never happened. But there's got to be there's like that one thing you're like, ah, just the, the Eradicator sunglasses. Like why? <laughs> like stuff like that. Oh sure. You know, and and Karma will almost find a way to make your kid enjoy that. <laughs> like I, I have I have a feeling that um, like when like when I was reading comics back then, you know, when I was younger, and um, and then the like I, I liked Green Arrow. I thought he was kind of cool. Cause I'm a big Robin Hood fan, so he had the Errol Flynn goatee and you know stuff. And they brought Connor Hawk, and I'm like, that's not. Green Arrow, you know, and even like during the Clone Wars, the Spider, the, the Spider-Man Clone Wars, you know, the Ben Riley Spider-Man, I'm like he's got a hoodie. That's not Spider-Man. Inevitably, I know my kids can be like, I like that Spider-Man because I can dress up as that one. I have red pajamas and a blue hoodie. You know, <laughs> it's it's gonna happen. But as long as you guide it to, just just guide them a little bit. What if your no. kid? <laughs> what if I mean, like you know, for you, Joe, Green Arrow, for, yeah. and like John Eric, you were talking about the Star Wars example. I mean, and for me, certainly would be Superman. If my kid was like, "Oh, Superman's stupid." Oh, that's gonna happen. <laughs> that's gonna happen. There's gonna be It'd that be heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then think of all the crappy stuff that probably you may have done as a kid. 
like just like the random time you got into an argument with your parent or whatever and you're like oh, you like boats fuck boats like <laughs> your kid's gonna inevitably do that but as they get older they'll they'll realize well you know what that's maybe i, I have a different take on it you know uh, <laughs> i think i'm more worried at a deeper level like the whole thing like you know acting out and lashing out and saying oh it's stupid i mean that I, that I think I would get past, but like when they're old enough to like really appreciate and be able to make a decision, if they really feel like oh like I don't like this character or superheroes in general, like it, I mean I would respect it I guess, but it would be it would be tough. <laughs> I think if they give you the the uh, the argument and start tearing down what you love on like a deeper level than just like this is stupid, where they're like really Superman can fly, oh because he says he can fly, that's why that's why you like him. <laughs> He could die. He's 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 a Deus Ex Machina. You throw him in there. Oh, Superman will save the day. You know that you have to actually kind of give your kid a little respect. Like, well, all right, you got me there. <laughs> I'm more so worried about my kid coming home one day and being like, "Oh, I like sports," because I wouldn't know how to handle it. <laughs> Which is no, seriously, I wouldn't I, know my, how to my handle kid it. Is getting I'm into right that there now. with you. I literally wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. I, I would literally be, it's so weird. It's so like the opposite of how you, you should be thinking. But if I came so I like football, I'd be like, oh my God, I, what, I don't know what to tell you. I know. My, my wife is <laughs> yeah. like, my kids are going to be like more outdoorsy kids because I grew up, I was very sheltered. You know, I grew up in the Bronx. So it was like, couldn't really play out in the streets. <laughs> like my mom didn't really want me to. So I sat at home reading video games and comic books. That was my thing. And it was, I'm very comfortable with that. So it's just like, all right, I don't mind that, you know, I, I, I grew up fine. I was happy with my childhood. So if he doesn't want to be, you know, an athlete, he doesn't have to be, but he wants to, like, right now he's in a tennis camp uh, <laughs> right now. He asked for it. He specifically asked. And it was weird because we've never really watched tennis or anything. And he was like, I want to do tennis. So I was like, all right. So we put him in a camp. And he's like, I have no idea. And neither my wife or I. So it's like, this is, like, completely new to us. And so it's just like, okay, this is going to be interesting. I'm more comfortable like, I'm more comfortable with the comic books and the video games. I, I could do that all day long. Once you start getting into certain sports, I'm like, uh, unless you're getting into, like, pro wrestling, which I really don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I know anything about to really get, you know, I know, I mean, I know I've watched baseball and basketball, but to like teach it to a child, no, <laughs> I'd be that, screwed if that, if that's it goes an that excellent, route. <laughs> yeah. That's an excellent point, and I'm now far more worried about that than I am about if the kid doesn't like Superman, because I'm the same way. I mean, I am not athletically inclined. Like, I play basketball. Work, at least you work out. At least that's something. You That's work something, out. but unless the kid's like, you know, show me how to bench. Kid wants, I like, the, the kid wants to get swole. <laughs> <laughs> GTL, dad. <laughs> we're fine. No, but I mean, like, I played basketball as a kid growing, like, in elementary school. That's about it. But, like, I, I'm familiar enough with it where, like, I could show him, how, him or her how to play. And, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't followed the NBA in a long time, but I used to. So, like, I feel like I, like, I could get back into it. Mm -hmm. But almost anything else, it would really be like a foreign language to me. I feel like I don't have to worry about it until my kid's at least in first or second grade. They see other kids doing yeah, it. Cause it's, cause yeah, because it, uh, yeah. there's times he comes home from school. He's only pre-K four, but like there are times he comes home from school and going back to the comic book thing, he'll he'll bring he brought up to me Joker a couple days ago. I know he has like almost no concept of Joker because like the Batman stuff we watch, there's not much Joker in it. Like even the Lego stuff, there's mm -hmm. not much Joker. It's more focused on like Justice League. Yeah. Okay. And like I was like, how do you know who Joker is? And they were like, oh, we were playing it at school, and like I was Joker and like chasing Batman, and like I was like, that's interesting. At least you guys are all talking about like superhero stuff. But but yeah, no, it's it's very weird. So I'm just waiting for the day he comes home and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm a Yankee fan or something <laughs> like that. I'm just gonna be like, like oh god, I don't even know where to begin with this. <laughs> Go sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sports ball. <laughs> Yeah. Now, do you have a plan for when comic books specifically will enter the picture? Um, kind of like what you were saying before about like whether you should you know, guide or like let the kid um, figure it out on their own. You know, like like we were, pretty much everyone said so far, it's like you kind of guide, but I'm never gonna put a comic or a graphic novel in his hand. I'll oh really? Wait, I'll, I think I'll wait until he figures out. Like, he, I mean, he sees my collection there. And he's like, if he ever says like, oh, you know, Daddy, there's there Spider-Man thing. Can I read it? You know, then I will. I don't know if I'll take it off the shelf and give it. I'll probably give it to him on the iPad. With the <laughs> <laughs> especially especially how young gloves. he is. Kinda like, <laughs> <laughs> I want that. I, that I want to come back to. I want to come back to that. <laughs> Until he's like ten years old, I don't know if I'm going to be giving him any like actual physical issues. I don't know. Well, maybe I will because they're not really worth anything. But <laughs> especially if they're from the '90s. <laughs> exactly. <Especially. laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a matter of like you said, getting them out of the boxes and digging it through there. But I, I'm not going to like force it on him if he says I want to look at it. You know, can I read more about Superman or whatever? And then I'll give it to him. Um, but I'm never going to be like, oh, you should definitely. 
but like check this out. This is cool. You know? Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think if I think if you if you were to do that, that's the definitely one way to them for them to just resist it. Yeah. If you're just like you must read this. This is the 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 pinnacle. Nightfall. Read that. Like no, they're gonna be like no, I don't want that. Yeah, and then it's like homework. Yeah. Yeah. Better to play it cool. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, you want to read this? Whatever. I remember <laughs> when I when I prior to finding out that alternate reality was closing, I I remember being like, wow, I'm excited because. Uh, I guess Aiden was probably like probably like your kid's age mm-hmm. around the time we uh, we found out it was closing. How long is it closed now? A year, a just year. over a year. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I remember saying like, man, I can't wait to bring Aiden into the shop. And there are certain kid comics that mm-hmm. are like great, like that G-Man uh, mm-hmm. draws and stuff, or Scotty Young and stuff like that. Um, and then once it closed, I was kind of in limbo because we were moving. We were looking for a house. Um, so I didn't know where I was going to be. So currently I'm not even at a shop. I use Midtown online and they just mail me my books. Mm-hmm. So literally I fell out. I felt like the yeah. order form two, three months in advance, which is a, by the way, a pain in the ass. Cause if I don't, cause if I don't like a book, I'm out three issues yeah. on any book, but regardless of that. So now it's at a point where when he finally gets to the point of reading, is it that he's going to sit down with me in front of the computer screen once a month and be like, he picks his books and then. I pick mine. I actually wanted like the actual physical, like mm-hmm. you know, you go in, you, you thumb through, you you, you pick uh, A, B, and C. But I'm completely not trying to push it. But you'll learn, like everything. A lot of parenting is through osmosis. Yeah, like oh, yeah. you just do it. It's on the fly. Like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like you take if you take like when I do my artwork, I never teach. Even though I'm an art teacher, I never teach my kid. All I do is I do work around him, and then if he feels mm-hmm. like picking up. And doing work next to me, I'm very big on that. I wanted to try to absorb it almost instinctually as opposed to uh, me being like, no, you have to draw. You have to hold yeah. this like this. I'm not big on that. But, um, but yeah, you'll, find, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out. My, my plan with the – I mean, you can't even find a comic unless you know where to look in my house right now because they're just in the boxes, under boxes, <laughs> under boxes. Um, I don't know that I actually would – it depends because we're, we're redoing our basement now. To make that be like, I'm bring this up, yeah. yeah. Keep going. To to be like, um, <laughs> like a like a not a man cave, but just like this is where all my shit is. <laughs> um, and I actually I have like three display cases from alternate. Um, that that's where all. Oh my yeah, statues, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That those are in my garage right now. Um, but once we finish the basement, they'll be refinished and put down there. And like, I don't know that I'm gonna actually have physical comics just out. You know? Yeah, you're going to find, like, uh, when you get to the point of when you have kids and then you're looking for a house and yada yada, you're going to completely find that your collecting is going to dictate at least a portion, it can't not, of, of your living arrangement. So right now, we're still looking. I'm in my parents' house with my wife and my two kids in a connected apartment, which is just horrible. <laughs> um, but we've been looking for a house now for eight months. And I uh, obviously we can't find anything because the house market sucks right now. But mm-hmm. um, we like need a playroom that has mm-hmm. like a room attached that I can like dictate to be like my room yep. that I could put stuff in. Because like, like I collect yeah. one of the things I do collect is I collect Lego sets. Oh yeah, and I there are certain there are certain things like yeah. I display those. Like I have I have like for example I have the Millennium Falcon nice. set up. And there is nothing more that my kid wants than to take that thing and just smash it. Like, and I don't oh. say maliciously, but like oh, yeah. the way he plays, you know, like a three-year-old plays. Oh. Yeah. Like he'll I, take I, it and just be like, oh, I'm going to crash into this thing. And it'll be, yeah. it'll be dust. So like I yeah, need something nice. I can like up high that he can't get to. I also have all sorts of crazy frame signed prints in my attic I've never been able to show yeah, yeah. that I, I want to put up so like you'll see it it completely dictates yeah. like you're saying with your pop final stuff right we also collect those it's funny what you're saying about the Legos I have uh, on my computer above my computer shelf I have like some of the Star Wars Legos also <laughs> so I have the Darth Vader TIE Fighter because I have some older ones so I have the Slave 1 and Darth Vader TIE Fighter I've got a Batmobile and stuff up there and my son ever since he was little wants to touch it and I yeah. and I actually made the mistake of letting him hold the, the TIE Fighter oh, no. a handful of times and then, of course, one day it's like uh, little pieces would come off here and there, and I'd come fix it. And then one day he just dropped it, and it was just like, so, oh, yeah. it's like. The <laughs> second that I even introduce him, if I let him even touch it, he would then, when I'm not looking, grab a chair, climb up there, and grab it. Because then he knew he would know, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's open game, I can play with it. But we only just gave him 
my Legos from when I was a kid. Mm. Like, um, we thank God we kept those things. We too. only recently gave it to him. I, I would say two weeks ago because he's at a point now where like he's he understands enough. Don't swallow things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, this is not going the mouth. yeah. But but now we're gonna get into a little bit of an issue because his sister just started crawling. Uh, yeah, and that's so where I am too. We have to like, you know, you play like, you know, wall games with mm. with with the kids stuff. So. We'll see. I'm very big on him learning. Th- the Legos are such a great way for him to. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. Learn, but he um, loves it. I mean, that's I suppose the the last major topic that I wanted to hit on is, you know, your kids' access or lack thereof to your collections. <laughs> um, and I guess uh, you know that's something I would. I don't know how I would approach that either, because on the one hand, these are collections that you've cultivated and you've spent money, and you're, you're proud of your display and statues especially they're very fragile and even action figures i mean a kid throwing them around i mean they'll Mm -hmm. break um at the same time though you know from the the child's perspective (laughs) he or she sees all these toys you know you you know they would expect that they would be able to to play with them (laughs) yeah i mean i know so what's i don't know how do you guys feel about that you kind of have to just start from the from the get-go just explaining like there there Mm -hmm. are these toys that dad has and there are toys that you have And you can't t- as long as you start from the beginning, yep. they have no basis for anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, if, if we started from the beginning, being like, you could touch any toy, that would be a different story. But because he's only known like in these places of the house, I can't touch these things. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if you if you let him in, and he and he like, if you even like for a minute drop your guard and you're like, you could touch this, then forget about it. It'll be. Yeah. It'll be open. Game. Yeah. Do they go to friends' houses and like there are toys there and they're like just <laughs> say, I'm not allowed to play. <laughs> no, no, I no. Think- but you do have to with some boundaries. Like mm-hmm. I have my um, IKEA glass display case and I have got figures and stuff in there. And from when both of them have been very little, it's just like don't touch the glass case. A because it's glass, but yeah. B just like you're not gonna get any of the toys in there. Those are daddies. That's for display. You, you don't touch it, and especially Aaron, he never even touched it. Like he, like he tried a couple of times when he was really little, and it was just kind of like you shoot, shoot him away, kind of like no, you don't touch that. And he's been very good about it. I made the mistake with the Lego, the, the Tie Fighter thing on the shelf, <laughs> but other than that, um, for the most part, yeah, he knows what's daddy's stuff and what he can play with. And you know, if it's something that he really wants, you know, I might get him his own version of it or or whatever. Um, so like he wanted to, I had like an Iron Man figure and I was like, I don't know if you want, that's like one that I don't want you touching. But I, so I got him like those Marvel Mashers figures. I gave him actually all my old uh, 80s Turtles toys, everything mm. I had, uh, which, which again, my mom kept, thank God. Cause like I had like a lot of stuff. I had, like the blimp and the lighter and like, <laughs> wow. the van and like all the characters. And because uh, he watches one of the biggest shows he watches. He loves Turtles, mm-hmm. the animated one, which is actually pretty good. Yeah, I saw um, it Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, and he, uh, like, I could sit down and watch it with him and, like, enjoy it. But he loves that, so he got all that stuff, and he digs that. It's pretty cool. Like, if like keep your keep your old stuff, I guess. Yeah. Is a I've good. already gotten rid of, like, all my old action figures. So that, <laughs> that ship has sailed. I think it's amazing, though. Like, you know, <laughs> your kids get older. Instead of like trying to get into the liquor cabinet, they'll be like, "Let's try to get into Dad's toy case." <laughs> if I could only get to that X-wing. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I ask about it because you know, for me, I'm an only child, mm-hmm. and I feel like I have certain OCD-like tendencies, and I've always been incredibly careful and meticulous about all of my stuff, mm-hmm. how I handle it, the condition, and all of that. <laughs> yes, but while well, you're laughing, yeah, but. I f- in recent years, I've kind of, you know, relaxed a bit. And, you know, I had this experience recently where, um, you know, like I said, Steph is interested in a lot of this stuff as well, which is cool. And now that we've moved in together and, you know, all of my, you know, trade paperbacks are in the, in the bedroom on, on bookshelves, you know, she started reading some of them. Like, she's a big X-Men fan. She loves Wolverine. So I gave her Old Man Logan to read. Mm, and she loved nice. it. And so she's sitting there with the trade paperback and... And again, that in and of itself was a big step for me. Like, mm-hmm. really, like a few years ago, it's like nobody could touch it. So she's reading it, and I'm and I'm watching her to see how she's how she's <laughs> how she's holding I, it. I think I see where you're going with this one. No, and then I, I caught I caught myself, and I stopped, and I had like this inner dialogue, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, at first of all, she was handling it just fine, but. I was like, what are you doing? It's like, she's interested in it. Let her read it. Let her enjoy it. She's not harming it. And you know what? If she bent a page or whatever, it's like, what Like, what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm, I'm on the path towards, you know, I think I'll be okay when the kids come around. 
But God forbid if she folded that cover back over the back cover. <laughs> I mean, that would have been that would have been like, no, put it down. I know it would have been <laughs> that would have been tough. But it, there was definitely that moment where I'm like, just stop. Like you gotta let this go. Yeah. You mm-hmm. also, it doesn't matter how much pre mental planning you do before having kids. It's once you have the kids, your just mental process will just change. Yep. Out the window. It it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. You you're gonna think like you're gonna think like I'm gonna do this. Um, like prime example, like leading into having kids, I was like really irksome by like drool and grossness of kids and then the second you have kids you don't care it's just kind of like just get vomit. it done go mm-hmm. you just completely lose any sense mm-hmm. of like caring about like grossness because mm-hmm. they're gross always yeah. <laughs> like it's just i don't know it's weird it, it your, your complete mental process changes like it's like a light switch yeah but for you guys i yeah. mean at what point would you be okay with the kids Going into that display case oh, or God. going into your long body, never. never. <laughs> older, well, even I don't really older, go into the older, case, but yeah, older for sure. Once they yeah. once they understand that you know you can't, you're not going to pick up a four hundred dollars statue and just like run around the place. With, mm-hmm. Once they're old enough to realize this is something that you know it's here. This is its purpose is to look nice. Like for me, like toys, the purpose of a toy is to give you some kind of enjoyment, whatever level that's mm-hmm. on. So if you keep it in a box and you like looking at it, that's one thing. And a kid's obvious enjoyment is to play with it and have adventures and do mm-hmm. things with it. Um, so if, if there's something that you really, really hold dear and you didn't want to open it, like you have that vintage Superman superpowers figure mint on card, you know, with the uh, with the com with the comic in it too, you know, what if if that's something that you wouldn't want your kid to to open up and play with maybe go on ebay and find a loose one mm-hmm. like that's yep. that's yep. that's the one or if you know if you still have them, like i still have my old superman but i also have a mint on card superman superpower. so you know yeah here take this one play with it you mm-hmm. know lose an arm or whatever because i because i know what i did i have, I have my green lantern still missing a leg not not even like just having kids but just getting older in general you start to realize like i don't need half this crap mm-hmm. you know like that that's that was one of the big things that helped me cut my collecting habit down was I, w- I looked at how many pops I had and I was like I don't need every single one and you just scale it back that way I think because as you get older you're like what am I going to do with this you realize we're all this is going to go take it down a little bit we're all going to die <laughs> it's going to happen <laughs> do I really need my kid going through all this shit and thinking why the hell did he have 14 <laughs> Batman <laughs> figures with camo you know camo uniform night vision got why did he have this your bet your best yeah. bet is to open up a closet door and you get crushed by your collection <laughs> yeah, that's like <laughs> you die you get absorbed into your collection the circle is complete <laughs> but I guess sort of you know the to put a positive spin on that like yeah. the whole legacy aspect yes. like the idea Absolutely. of being able to pass this on to somebody who yeah. who appreciates exactly. it and enjoys it and that that's what you that's what you hope for you know you hope for them to even if it's not like even if my kids like a fuck green arrow you know uh, I'm all about you know Aquaman like okay fine it's still within that same similar realm mm-hmm. you know do you guys think and that like, y- it'll always be the case that you know you have your collection and they have their collection do you foresee a point where it's like it's our collection no, no like, they're going to separate <laughs> realistically like they'll have access to, to mine but you know I think like when they move out when they move out when they're old enough you know college or beyond or whatever it's just like I don't think I'm going to be like oh here take this <laughs> take my stuff with you it's like no I'll probably still I, have it I want that <laughs> I want that Yoda moment where like I'm on my deathbed and I'm like I'm like it's yours and then I'm like <laughs> and I just like gargle death no, and like I get to pass it on to him but, but you have two so you'll have the, the boy is older than the girl so you'll have that moment of I'm there calling is another. it I'm calling it right now watch I bet you my daughter is a comic nerd yes. but my son isn't that's gonna he's gonna be into I sports and she's gonna bet be into you comics. I have a mm-hmm. weird feeling like mm-hmm. my daughter is gonna be a comic nerd I don't know why you know as collectors with kids I mean what have the biggest surprises been my uh, I wouldn't necessarily my collect my collecting ways didn't really change my reading did like I was prior to kids I was reading like constantly since having kids I now have backlog mm-hmm. I have piles and I pretty much only relegate reading to bathroom because <laughs> it's the only time I'm by myself yep. mm-hmm. or um or like 
I'm going away tomorrow. Like, and I know I'm because go- I'm going to my parents' summer house. So, I'll, my parents are going to be like all over my kids. So I'm going to be yes, able to like. I'm going to be best. like. <laughs> I bring be able my to read. So I'm excited that I get to cut through my backlog because I'm like I'm like four weeks. I'm at least a month back. Returning to that idea of you know not letting the kids touch the stuff because <laughs> I'm just curious and and again you know we've been talking about collecting so much this season so. I guess my question would be, if you, hypothetically, like, if you could know that giving your kids unfettered access to your stuff would get them into it to a greater extent or faster or, or whatever it might be like that, it would really just trigger something and the floodgates would open and they would just be into this and they'd be right there with you, like little mini, <laughs> mini versions <laughs> of you as collectors. Would that, would that change it at all? Would you be like, okay, like, let's... I you know I can kind of just let it go and let them in or I mean, not so much. Like I, I've always in my brain is like once he hits ten years old, if he wants access to like the whole collection, I'll let him have access to it because I think oh, okay. at that point he can understand everything and you know be able to have that uh, conversation with you know that's what I said before he was even born. I don't know how it'll be. Maybe it'll be sooner. Maybe it'll be later. I guess it just depends on where he's at at, at that point. Um, but. Um, I think I would ha- let him have access to almost all of it, you know, other than, you know, the figures and stuff that are away, you know, mm-hmm. that that's just too much of a pain to get out. But, you know, but comic book wise, I'd probably let him have the access. Yeah. I find it starts with uh, it. Like I, I personally like to start with movies if it's like a pyramid, like, and then fiddle down from that. Mm-hmm. I Granted my dad, my dad was a Yonkers cop and he, uh, he took me to a lot of inappropriate movies when I was a kid. So like, <laughs> I, I can remember going to see. I can remember going to see like Aliens and like being terrified of it. And yeah. and today it's one of my favorite movies. But I have these like weird <laughs> memories that are like I saw Die Hard and I was like I was young. I was really young. Yeah, I went to see Action Jackson with my dad. I don't know why he was like, so something, yeah. stuff like that. Like, like, I, Lethal Weapon was for me. It starts yeah. in movies like like right now. Like my kid is like uh, my kid's like I said three and a half. But my kid watches some Marvel movies. Like he loves he loves Iron Man two, mm-hmm. which is one of the worst. <laughs> ones and he because he's Iron Man's his favorite superhero uh, like by far Um, and he's on a big war machine kick recently so like he likes that movie a lot and he likes the raceway fight scene Mm -hmm. with Whiplash and um, he watches that and then there's other weird ones like he watches Avengers but God forbid if I tried to get him to watch Ant-Man he would be like an Ant-Man's probably one of the more friendly kid ones yeah he's like no but like I try to get them I push the movies more so than anything and then I feel like everything else filters down from that mm. and I don't push the the uh, comic book stuff but I give him fu- he has almost full access to like our movie library it's just when he grabs something of it something inappropriate we're like no <laughs> not watching no showgirls you can't watch yeah. that <laughs> I think like for example we're watching we're watching tomorrow night uh, we're gonna watch Batman Superman I'm probably gonna skip one or two parts but we're gonna sit down and watch that I'm, I'm curious to see how much it blows his mind that two of his favorite superheroes are beating each other up <laughs> Um, yeah. So we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Maybe skip uh, Superman getting smashed in the head with a sink. <laughs> <laughs> that was hysterical. <laughs> it was great. Wa- on the uh, this is a tangent, but on the Blu-ray, the bonus features they showed how they actually did that. It was just foam, and then they digitally replaced <laughs> it. But it's funny, like watching him just with <laughs> a piece of foam. Anyway. Oh, yeah, uh, I honestly haven't shown any of the movies or even a lot of the cartoons to Aaron yet, just because um, I just think with all the action and stuff, I just don't want him going around the, the the house, especially with his little brother, you know, trying to like karate chop him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even without seeing it, he's already like that, so to a certain yeah. degree. So it's just like I haven't shown him Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers, and I know that's really big for kids, you know, four or five years old. That's when the kids really start getting into that. I have not with the Marvel movies. He's also sensitive for some things like, uh, like when a character like gets sick or dies and uh, even like the cartoons that he does see like he gets really emotional about it so it's like i don't know if he's ready to handle like the iron man movies or whatever so That's, it's just like that so you later. haven't you haven't gone to you haven't taken him to an actual movie yet right we've taken we've gone to actual movies but they're mostly like the animated movies oh, yeah. like he has we haven't gone to see any of the marvel yeah we only yet. no no i wouldn't take him to or, go or see it. Star it's too, Wars it's too overloading like, like we took his first movie was utopia Okay, yeah, and we saw he that. like he crazy like loved that, and then we yeah. took him to see Finding Dory, and he saw Angry Birds, mm-hmm. but it's mostly like the CG animated, and he's exactly. like, I can't even tell you how excited he is about the Batman Lego Batman movie. Yeah, I'm oh excited my for that. God, <laughs> he's like, because uh, the Lego movie is one of his favorite movies, mm-hmm. so like it's it's just crazy, but like it's cool, like it's it's interesting 
viewing a lot of the stuff through his eyes because you re-get the same high that you did the first time you saw it via perceiving it through the kid's eyes. It's very interesting how that works. That's why I can't wait through Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) and the funny thing is when when your kid watches the movie, they have that same reaction every time you watch it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like an adult when you show them something, they're kind of jaded after one showing. Like they could watch it like 79 times and have the same exact reaction every single time. I mean, that's probably something that I I would look forward to the most is, as you said, getting to see it through their eyes and, and even, you know, revisiting some of the things, you know, from my youth. I don't know how well some of them would hold up, you know. I don't think I would read Death of Superman like that wouldn't be the first thing that I would yeah. go to with with the child but like at some point I would like if they had the interest mm-hmm. you know and and it would be fun because like for me on my own to like to go back and look at it now I don't know how much it would do for me I mean yeah. I guess I'd be a little nostalgic for it and maybe I'd enjoy it but I think to be able to share it with the next generation uh, I'd probably get more out of it yeah like, we were uh, I we had he's only nine months old so we really haven't yeah, showed him like you know Besides, like we'll play like you know the old Disney Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone, and he falls asleep immediately because <laughs> he's a kid. Yeah, you know, he's nine nine months old. So, um, but we, I had that I had like a brief glimpse of of the future when we were walking through Best Buy, and they were playing Batman Superman on you know the the new Batman vs Superman on on the screen, and it was the fight scene, and we're just walking by. And he goes. And he has this like this look of wonderment, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" I hope he has this when I show him the Christopher Reeve Superman, because you know that to me, that's that 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 seven you know seventy seven seventy eight Superman movie is like that's the ultimate superhero movie. Like, yeah, Avengers is great, and you know, you know, all the all the new ones are great, but that that movie really captured the feel and the like the the, the happiness. And like all those emotions that run through you as a kid, wanting to put on that towel and jump around your house yeah. and fly, like that—that that was the pickle. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm that I'm that I'm gunning for, um, and I'm, I'm hoping that goes really well. <laughs> but but just from seeing his face, on seeing Batman and Superman fighting just on this huge 55-inch screen, yeah, you know, I, th- I think that I think I'll have that moment. That'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, you could like bottle it. It's crazy. Yeah. Like when, when they when they're like really excited about something, it's mm-hmm. like you it, it exudes. It's so yeah. like crazy. It's That's like one of the best things ever. about being a parent. Though. <laughs> it's like one of the best things. Well, but, yeah. you guys have sold me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll do. Fi- I think you'll do fine. I think you'll do fine. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much. This was very insightful. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, and hopefully our listeners did as well. So, uh, thank you to our dads. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. Keep tuning in. Don't be a flat squirrel.